The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is your organization a talent magnet? Is your culture the envy of the business market? Top organizations need top leaders. Make sure that you are that leader. This show will ensure that you are. Welcome to I Lead, the Leadership Connection with Dr. Linda Sharkey. Leaders today are more than just results. They are about creating legacies of great people, driving winning organizations, and raising the bar for themselves and that of their teams. Now, here is your host, Dr. Linda Sharkey. Welcome to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. I'm Linda Sharkey, and um, this is the end of the year program. And it's really a program to think about what are some of the lessons that we learned through the year from all the great people that I spoke with. We had some terrific themes that uh, cropped up throughout the year. Actually, many of them were linked to some of the things that are going on in society today and in the business world. We started with smashing the glass ceiling. And I wanted to focus on that aspect because, you know, it got a lot of play in the press. Sheryl Sandberg's new book, Lean In, uh, a lot of research from neuroscience. In fact, there was an article just the other day that said many of there's 70% of women work today in one form or fashion. However, the beliefs of both men and women still linger that women are really more responsible for the home and should be staying home with the children. Now, it's tacit. It's not as overt. It's subtle. But there is still a bias there. So it made me think when Sheryl Sandberg did a presentation to one of the military academies recently, that bias came up, and I believe it was sent around on a video all over the world. People still inherently believe that. Now, that's an artifact of a long history of keeping families together, safe, and helping them survive through Relatively difficult times over many, 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 many centuries. But we've put in place a lot of things to increase women in the workplace, to increase diversity. And yet we still have a bias uh, against women in senior jobs. Again, not overtly, against people who are different than us. We still prefer to hire people like us. However, the world is changing dramatically. It's a sea change going on. You know, it never was an issue of diversity. The world is diverse. 
it's been diverse a very long time. In fact, it's been diverse since the beginning of humankind. But this diversity is a matter of an accepting diversity is an artifact of the past. What we really need to be thinking about today is inclusion. How do we create organizations that are inclusive? How do we create businesses that are inclusive? How do we make sure that we're blind to some of the differences that go on? You know, with today's internet, people in all reaches of the world can get information and and issues are becoming more and more transparent. So people know when they're not getting an even shake. People know when there's a bias against them. So what do you do about it? We spent a lot of time talking about this. And in fact, I did an article on it. It's on my website, www.lindasharkey.com. And you can read the article because at the heart of all of this is bias. Now, not all bias is bad. Not all bias is good. Some bias gets in the way of people being able to move forward. But how do you address an issue of bias that's been shaped in your brain for centuries? Well, the first step is to put out on the table what your biases really are. There's a great little exercise that I got from my friend uh, Henry Dixon or Phil Dixon of the Brain-Based Leadership Institute. He's been on the show and I spent a lot of time talking about these kinds of biases in the workplace. And he asks people to go and look at something that they think is absolutely beautiful and something that they think is absolutely not beautiful. Two objects. Pick the objects. And then write why the beautiful thing is ugly and why the ugly thing is beautiful. And all of a sudden you begin to see and your brain changes how it thinks about these two items because something that's beautiful to you may be ugly to someone else. And you begin to see how people can see things differently. The other thing I do with groups and organizations and leadership groups is to sit down and talk about what are the prevailing biases in our organization and get a list and then talk about what, why is this a bias that exists? Is this a helpful bias? Or is this a bias that's keeping us from having great talent or for tapping into innovation? Or just plain getting in the way of our, of our ability to move forward as a company? And then when you look at that, then you talk about how do we reshape the thinking? around this bias? What are the behaviors that we use? What are the behaviors that we have to use differently? And how do we practice this together as a team? The other issue I often like to talk about, uh, the other approach I like to talk about with leaders is to brainstorm a list of the organizations in crowd and the organizations out crowd. And we all know every organization has an in-crowd and an out-crowd. And often it could be a job, it could be a job group, 
It could be uh, a particular country. It could be a particular class of people. But every place, there's an in-group and an out-group. And you can't address it unless you can be honest with it and about it. And then I have them say, how does the in-crowd get treated? And then how does the out-crowd get treated? And it's amazing how eye-opening this can become. And until we decide to have conversations not about diversity, diversity and women reaching the top is an artifact of the past. And until we can start having conversations about bias and being honest about it and peeling back the onion and really seeing what's going on and what we believe, really believe in our heart of hearts and what may need to change, we will never progress into a society that includes. We will still maintain a society that prefers to exclude those who are different from us. And I will tell you, I don't think the 21st century workplace can tolerate exclusion. We're going to need everybody rowing in the same direction and working together to tap the radical innovation that we're going to need to be successful leaders and to untap the brilliance of the people in this world to help them live their dreams. So for me, that was a huge topic this year and a huge area uh, of focus. So we spent a lot of shows on it. And we had a lot of great thought leaders talk about how you smash the glass ceiling and how you develop a more open, inclusive organization. So that's one. The other thing I wanted to share with you is what the lineup is going to be for next year. I'm so excited because we have Richard Sheridan. And Richard, if you don't know, is the author of Joy, Inc. And he is also the CEO of Menlo Innovations. He's created a totally new model of work. He's brought joy into the workplace. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it is really all about the people that work in your organization. And if you have joy in coming to work every day, you will be the best you can be. And you will contribute to the greater purpose at the end of the day. And you will create a really wonderful outcome for your customers, whatever that outcome is. This, to me, is going to be the next force that's impacting 21st century work. And we talked about it a lot on the show. We talked about bringing heart back to leaders and heart back to organizations. We kind of lost our way along, along the road. We lost our way primarily because the recession got in the way. We got a bit more ruthless, you know. We got a bit less about people. In fact, a lot less about people. Because if you look at Gallup polls and the engagement surveys and you look at what the conference board research has said, over the past eight, ten years or so, we have had the most disengaged workforce almost since the time they've we've been doing engagement surveys. Now, I don't know any company that can afford 
to have, according to the conference board, 80% of their workforce disengaged. What are you losing? How can you be a radical innovator? How can you exercise speed? How can you get the best ideas from every corner of the world if 80% of your workforce is disengaged? So we've spent a lot of time talking on the show about heart and leadership and leadership with values, not competencies, but values. Competencies, that's the ticket to ride. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know your skill area. But the biggest part of leadership is knowing your people and taking care of your people. We had Mark Crowley on, and Mark did a great discussion about heart and how heart is the next big innovation to transform leadership for the 21st century. Lead from the heart, not from the head. Now, we've said that many, many times in the last decades, but we still go back to command and control. Servant leadership is not mainstream. Servant leadership is not part of our DNA. And for the 21st century, to unleash the potential, to include others, we are going to have to have heart. We are going to have to care about people. We are going to have to make people first, not ourselves as leaders first. We're going to have to make our people first. And we're going to have to help them think about purpose. I did a whole series on purpose. Why purpose is so important. Purpose is really, in my mind, the new main big organizing principle. I'm taking a break now, and after break, I'm going to be talking about purpose, and then I'm going to be talking about the other lineup of guests that I'm going to be having in January. And I'm going to continue to summarize the points that we learned that are going to shape how we need to think in the years to come from a leadership and organization perspective. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. 
we're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag I Lead TLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, Back to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey, your host of I Lead, the Leadership Connection. The purpose of today's show is really to summarize what we've learned from the year. And I was talking about bias, diversity, and making strides towards inclusion. And then I was talking about really rethinking our leadership framework and models. We've talked about this a lot, and we've taught leaders forever that they have to be more about their people, yet we're certainly not there. And you know what's happening? We're moving into less leaders being required, and managers, uh, goodbye, goodbye managers, and hello, uh, flatter organizations. And then I was talking about purpose. Now, there have been many books written about purpose and many people talking about it, and it's now almost to the point of being a new buzzword. But I think it's very important, especially with the new entrance into the workforce. There's more than 20 billion people under, uh, 2 billion people, excuse me, my mistake, 2 billion people under the age of 20 who will are now and will soon be entering the workforce. These people are motivated by different kinds of things. They have a different need. They're not so willing to just work just for a paycheck, like many of us were. We didn't like some of the things that were going on in the workplace during our time. We wanted more meaning, more purpose, more focus, but we were willing to tolerate dysfunctional organizations and dysfunctional leaders for a paycheck. The new entrants, not so much. They have lots of different alternatives. With the shared, the sharing economy, um, people don't view themselves as being tethered to an organization for life. When I talked to uh, Chris Yee, uh, of the Alliance, the author of the Alliance with Reed Hoffman. He was looking at, and their research has said, and I think this is true as I review all the resumes that I review day in and day out for people seeking employment. You know, people go to work for somebody to get experience. They 
may or may not stay with you. They may get that experience and then they move, may move on to somewhere else to build an additional skill. But one thing is for sure, having meaning and purpose is essential. When I talked to uh, some millennials, one of the things that they said to me is a job, I don't really want a job where I can improve an existing process and tweak it and make it better. I want to work on something that is going to drive and transform how we do things. Solve a big issue like world hunger. Solve something that's going to make a difference in people's lives. And that's what purpose is all about. In my mind, purpose replaces mission and vision. You know, we did a lot around mission and vision and, you know, having to have a stretch vision of where you want to be and all of that. And after a while, honestly, I've been in this field for so long. Many of you probably agree with me. It has become, they have become trite statements with little meaning. I was talking to another colleague the other day who said, oh, we just hired a chief purpose officer in our company. I'm so excited. And here's our purpose. And I won't share with the purpose because it probably would signal who the company is. And I said, well, you know, that's great. And how, But my guess is you're still organized to deliver on your former purpose, which really was making a financial number at the end of the day. And your processes are probably all geared and lined up towards that and not towards this uplifting, socially driven purpose that you're stating. So purpose can be a very important thing. But don't do what we did in the 21st, 20th century, which is write these powerful and some not so powerful mission and vision statements which had everything in the kitchen sink in it so that it would appeal to customers. But rather, write a purpose statement that has teeth and then look at your processes and systems and look at what you really value and what's really important. And do those systems, processes, the things that you reward the things that you uh, exemplify, the stories that you tell, the heroes that you have, do they line up with that purpose? And are you really living it? See, this requires whole systems thinking. And before this show, I just got off the phone with Roland Sullivan whom I just love. Roland is author of Practicing Organizational Development. He's one of the early first 100 change agents, along with Warren Bennis, um, some other really outstanding people, thought leaders in the field. And we were talking about how important things like purpose is in transforming the organization. But it can't live and it won't have legs unless you use a whole systems approach to cascading it through your organization. And that's done through powerful facilitation and dialogue. Boy, there's so many things to say this show. Dialogue comes 
when you say to poor people, here is our purpose. How, what does this purpose look like in action when you're living it every day in your job? Whether you're the janitor or whether you're the person uh, making a big sales deal. Because everybody wants to know and needs to know how they are connected with that purpose. Now, people will say, oh, that's a long, that takes a lot of time. We can't do that. People understand. Well, they don't. You have to make it real for people. And you have to allow, through whole systems facilitation and dialogue, help people understand how the purpose lives and what are the behaviors that people have when they're living their purpose. So that leads me to one of my guests that I'm going to have in January, which is Roland Sullivan. And he is going to be talking about how organizations must respond to the business shifts that are confronting all of us today. The workplace and society is being turned on its head. A lot of things that we took for granted in the past are now being debunked. A lot of things that we never anticipated were happen, would happen are starting to happen. A lot of change is happening in ways that's not so good sometimes. And I'll give a perfect example. I, I hate to use this example, but the fact of the matter is, you know, the way we wage war is totally changing. And nobody really quite knows how exactly to wage a war in the current environment. The same is true in the work environment. How exactly are we going to able, are we going to be able to develop a workplace that's going to sustain itself when there's so many things around us being turned on its head? Well, purpose is one key way But don't make it a platitude like we did in the past. Make it something that's real. Which leads me to the next big learning point, which is values. Values are the underpinning of organizational cultures. I spent a lot of time talking on culture. And I had a lot of great thought leaders and CEOs discussing their organizational culture. And how they created places that really valued their people. From a pizza franchise and a pizza shop uh, all the way to uh, Hampton Inns, developing Hamptonality, where the people cleaning the rooms had a purpose of making your stay great. Was their only real differentiator was the values and the purpose that the organization had. And they allowed Hampton Hotels allowed people to do really neat things for their customers that made a difference. Not expensive things, not cost-saving things, but really neat things. Like, for example, one guy came in, it was after midnight, been flying and traveling all day, and couldn't get anything to eat. And somebody went and got him a hamburger because he'd stayed there before and they knew what he liked. And they got it and they brought it to his room because the restaurant was closed. Now, do you know what kind of loyalty that built in that individual? That individual will go to Hampton Hotels 
forever because they were really terrific to him. Now that also makes me think, I had an experience in my own little hometown and you know, it's a hometown, it's a cute little place and you know, I'm, I'm uh, not going to say its name, but it's a cute little place and there's a big move afoot. You go into the shops and the shops, uh, shopkeepers will say, oh, we can't do that, that costs motor- money and the owners won't let us. Or we can't have boxes for Christmas gifts. Even though you want one, I know you want one, but we can't have them. Now, that's somebody whose purpose is to make money and not to make me a fan of their organization. In fact, I've walked out of some stores because that's been the attitude. The attitude is more about them making money than me, uh, convenience of the customer and making me a fan. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for making money. We're, we're, we're not in business for, for charitable pursuits, although many great corporations do have fabulous charitable pursuits. But there's a point where you go above and beyond at a very small price tag to make things different. And I'm going to tell you my dog story after break. And it was really a fascinating story. And here's an organization that turned around and did something a little different. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking to the dog story. And I'm going to be telling you about my next guest in January. And I'm going to be linking it to some of the things we've been just talking about. So stay with us. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
or you can tweet the show at hashtag iLeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to iLead, the leadership connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey. I'm your host of iLead, the leadership connection. And before break, I was just uh, getting ready to tell you a story about my dog. Now, the reason this story is important is because it relates to purpose and values. So we bank at a particular bank. We happen to love this bank, but we've moved and we're going to a new bank. Now, this new bank, every time my husband went in, they used to see that we had a cute little dog. We do have a cute little dog that's in the front seat, Lily. And Lily waits to get a treat of every time my husband goes in the bank. Well, the bank got a new manager. And the new manager decided that dog treats was too expensive and that they were going to cut out dog treats. Now, bear in mind, this is a bank that says community relations are essential. Paying attention to the customer, valuing the customer is key. The truth of the matter is making money and profit was really all the bank, or at least that bank manager, cared about. So having a purpose that says we stand by our customers to help them achieve financial strength, which is a ad-libbed purpose statement from Synchrony Financial, a great financial institution. If you haven't already looked it up, Google it. Margaret Keene, a phenomenal CEO, has been on my show twice. And when I asked her what does she love the most about work, And what she does, she says, helping my people advance. So she's a true 21st century leader, but let me not get off on Margaret. At any rate, my husband went in and complained. And he said, you know, really, you can't have a dog treat for for people who have dogs? Well, I guess they huddled and they all decided that it was pretty cheap on their part not to do that. So the manager did go out and they got dog treats. And it made all the difference. It made all the difference to my husband. Oh, particularly Lily, too. She loves to go to the bank. Always has. But that's what's really important. A purpose of being with your customers. Now, we've also banked in that bank on the other side of the country. And people there still send us cards saying how much they think about us. And you know what? That builds loyalty. Because they're treating us like a fan. And it's pivotal to treat people like they're fans of yours. Which leads me to one of the people that is going to be on my show in January, who is Lee M.J. Elias. Lee wrote the book, Think Like a Fan. Invest in your fans so they invest in you. And for me... This is the must-read for leaders in every industry. It opens up communication between the companies and the customers so that your brand becomes one of great loyalty. People wouldn't leave you ever because you've built an emotional connection with them. 
And that comes from living your purpose and living your values, not having platitudes on the wall. So Lee did a fascinating thing. He's also a hockey coach, uh, has written several books, and he's right out there. And he says, successful individuals' ability to lead all aspects of businesses, from managing a workforce to creating an internal culture that people can believe in while maintaining financial finances, outward appearances, and results. This is a never-ending process. This is what your job is all about. It calls upon a person's passion. And that's where purpose helps drive and culture helps drive. And the courage to be true to your purpose, your passions, your values, and your beliefs. And this is what's really important. To me, this is what is the game changer. And this is what leadership is all about. So Lee does a a great job of outlining how you think like a fan. And one of the things that he's done is embraced technology in a way that no one else has. And he's really looked at through big data and social media what drives great customer loyalty in his fan base. And he's applied those principles to organizations so that you don't just build great customer relationships, you build great fans. So it should be a very interesting conversation. The other important factor that's on the horizon is whole brain literacy. And I see this as really the new next frontier for organizations. The more we understand the brain and how people's brains work, the more we're beginning to realize that a lot of the controls we put in place in the 20th century don't really make sense. People do want to work on something that's great. They do want to achieve goals. You put people in a room, and there have been a lot of studies around this of late, and you put people in a room, and you give them a really great goal, and you let them go. They're excited to achieve it. They want to achieve it. It's only where you have a culture or an environment that alienates people, that brings people down, that controls people, that doesn't let people shine, where people are not self-actualized. Those are cultures where people don't perform. And they don't perform not because they don't want to. They do, but because we don't let them. And the first thing you've got to do, if you suspect you have something like that going on in your organization, is you've got to get a real pulse on what your culture really is. Now, I use a lot of uh, instruments that are psychometric, psychometric instruments that help you define your current culture. I use human synergistics tools, and the reason I like them so much is the following. 
because the existing culture is what is. It is what it is. And you need to know what that is. It's the only way you can transform it. But the exciting part about transformation, and notice I'm not using the word change. I'm using the word transformation. And the reason is because people go inward when they hear change. The brain triggers, uh-oh, something good may, something I might have to do some things differently here. May not like this. I got to go into protect mode. I'm going to lose something. So let me go back to the point. What is great about the human synergistics approach is that it looks at what is the culture that you aspire to? What's that transformative state that you really want that's going to make life great? It's going to make your company great. It's going to excite people. And that's the pull that you use to help transform. There's a guy named David Cooperwriter, great guy, get his book, really started the cause of the, the, the approach of appreciative inquiry. And what David does is help people really articulate their dream, not start with the problem. The problem brings you down. Though you have to be honest and you have to face reality. But what you're trying to do is achieve the dream, that greatness. And that's why transformation and how do you transform to that dream and how do you energize and unleash people to create the dream is a powerful, powerful approach. That's where you get the opportunity to really drive radical innovation, transformation in a way that lasts. And by the way, one of the forces shaping the 21st century is this notion of transformation. We are going to have to be in a continual realm of transformation. Things are happening so quickly. Directions are changing. Attitudes are changing. Things, as I said before, are being turned on their ear. And so transformation needs to become part of your way of life. Walter McFarland talked about that. It was the previous show. And he's written a great book on the subject. I thoroughly recommend that you get a hold of it. Because you're going to think differently around transformation and change. And, you know, most change programs don't work, as you well know. And that's probably because we start out by saying, oh, we're going to change. And we expect everybody to go, oh, rah, rah, that's great, terrific. Oh, I'm so excited, I'm going to change. And really, people, first thing that comes to their mind, as I said before, is what am I going to lose? What am I going to do differently? Who, who are going to be friends at work that may not be here? Now, the unfortunate thing about the world, word transformation is that many corporations have disguised downsizing, cut, cost-cutting, etc., by using business speak or corporate speak, which is, oh, we're going to transform. Well, everybody knows that that's a code word for, uh-oh, better put my head down and better what, 
watch out for what's coming my way. So the dream of where we're trying to head and using that dream connected with a real compelling purpose is what pulls people forward, is what actualizes people, is what excites people. And people will come to work. They're going to work anyway. They're going to work on goals that excite them. The joy is to tap into that. So stay with us. We're going to be talking about exactly how you do some of these things in the final segment of the show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Conversations concerning money can be a bit daunting. There can be limitations with building wealth. And in general, people don't want to discuss their money. Until now. Listen each week for Conversations with Money, featuring Franco Calagiri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our guests make money the conversation piece. How to build and maintain wealth, working with charities, and money and family members. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Join Voice America as we broadcast live from the CEO Space floor on Saturday, December 19th, starting at 5.30 Eastern, 2.30 Pacific. The Voice America Live Events team will be there, along with Ken Roshan of the Umbrella Syndicate and host of Amplified Radio on the Voice America Business Channel. Don't miss the action. We'll be live at voiceamerica.com forward slash live events, Saturday, December 19th at 5.30 Eastern, 2.30 Pacific. CEO Space 2015. We're there. Are you? voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag iLeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now... Back to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. This is Linda Sharkey. I am your host of I Lead, the Leadership Connection. And I've been doing a lot of reflection through the year and summarizing some of the lessons that I know to be true and that I've learned from talking to some really great, fabulous people. And now I want to use this last part of the show to highlight what the next year is going to look like. Next year is all about the forces, what I'm calling and what my co-author is calling the 10 forces shaping the 21st century workplace. 
We're going to go into detail on what these forces are, some of them I've touched on today. Jim Ludema, the head of the Values Driven uh, Leadership Center for Values Driven Leadership at Benedictine University, is going to be coming on to talk about values in particular. I've already stated values are the defining factors of great organizations. And how do you drive them into your organization DNA and fabric? I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. You've got to look at all your processes. Make sure that they're value-driven. Make sure your leaders live the values and have the courage to call them if you don't. Margaret Keene, another woman I've spoken about many times, she has the courage to call the values when she sees somebody not acting in concert with them. I've got to tell you, that's part of your job. You have to have the courage to do that. It's very important. So we're going to be focusing in on these 10 forces. And we've learned these 10 forces from our respective research, from our talks all over the world, from our keynote speak speeches, from the books we've read, from the thought leaders that we've talked to. And we're convinced that these are the factors that we're all going to have to pay attention to as we build capable and sustainable organizations going forward. Some of them I've already highlighted in this year's show. But we're going to take each one of those factors and we're going to share the research with you, what's going on around them. We're going to be giving you case studies around it, who's been doing things great in this particular area, and tools and techniques for what you can do to to address and make sure that you're acting now and shaping your workplace to be a powerhouse for the 21st century. I know a lot's been written on the subject, but actually, that's not true. I was just talking to my publisher before this uh, show, and really, not a lot has been. And most of the stuff is... mm, somewhat regurgitation around what we already know. So our book is really going to be, we think, groundbreaking, giving you the kinds of things to really think about and really do something about. I don't think that the old leadership styles are going to be tolerated. In fact, I know they're not. And I know that the best and most successful companies in the world, like Menlo Innovations, like Tanfeeth in Dubai, like Synchrony Financial, like Genpak, are really embracing an entirely different leadership style. And their CEOs spend a lot of time thinking more about their people and how they lead than almost anything else. It's a joy to see. So I can't wait to talk to Rich Sheridan. It's going to be a joy to talk to him, and it's going to be a joy to have him on uh, relative to his book. So that's my first show after the first of the year. I'm going to be speaking in Dubai again uh, in the spring. I'm doing a major leadership program in January for one of my big clients, and we're going to be talking about tying execution to culture and communication. And I am going to be speaking on these 12 factors, uh, 10 factors, excuse me, shaping 
work in the 21st century. So if you're interested in getting a hold of me to be one of your keynote speakers, I would love to do that, as would my co-author, Morag Barrett. You can get a hold of me at www.lindasharkey.com. And I'm doing a training program for leaders around coaching. How do you become less of a performance manager and more of a coach for high performance in your organization? And there's some tried and true techniques. It's a great program. It gets rave reviews. It's based upon Marshall's uh, Goldsmith's behavioral coaching model. Um, It's something that I used at GE and I do it all over the world. It's a fun program and it's an easy, implementable coaching model. And once you learn this model and once you use it yourself and use it with your teams, you will never go back. It will take the pain out of your performance discussions and it will put the joy into having coaching and development discussions with your folks, which of course is what builds the relationship with them in the first place. So, if you're interested in any of these, get a hold of me. I would love to share these with you. I would love to talk to your teams about these actionable ideas and approaches and tips and tools, which I'm currently using with many clients around the world. I personally want to wish everybody a happy, healthy new year filled with passion, filled passion for what you do, filled with joy, and filled with an opportunity to live your dreams at whatever work it is that you do, whether it's sweeping the floors or a CEO of a major corporation. Joy and dreams and living your passion is what we should be all about, and helping others be the best that they can be. Thanks for being with me this year. Have a wonderful and happy and healthy 2016. I look forward to every one of you joining our show next year, and thanks from my heart for all your listener support. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of I Lead, The Leadership Connection. Please join Dr. Linda Sharkey again for another show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 